Welcome into the Set the Edge podcast. I'm your host, Andy, joined here by David and the man himself, Tarek, returns for our NFC episode. Buddy, how are we doing today? Hey, what's up? It's good to be back. Hey, I wasn't out of the last episode, right? I had to edit it, so I was still kind of in part. No, no you're, you're involved for sure. You, you just weren't here for the, for the recording aspect of it just yet. You know, life's busy. Totally get it. But uh, you, you're sometimes just the man behind the scenes. Other times you, we got you on the mic. It's all good. Uh, but we definitely had to have you on the mic for, for today. First man. and foremost, you got to start with the North. We got to keep the same structure like we did for the AFC. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go check that one out. We uh, go through every AFC team's offseason. Uh, mentioned the draft, some major acquisitions, some major losses on some teams. It's worth listening to. Um, on this one, let's just jump right into it. Uh, we got the Bears. and uh, Fuck the Bears. And uh, that's because they uh, they traded up in the draft uh, three spots ahead of the Pats at uh, number 12 to draft Justin Fields. Which was um, brilliant by the Bears. Which was a great move. I forget. And I, it was I for- bold as fuck. It was, it was a bold move, but they also didn't have a ton of quarterback direction. But they didn't give up a ton in draft compensation, if I remember correctly. It was I don't basically have- just a future first. Yeah, I, th- I thought. A it- mid-round pick in there, too, but it was about it. Was it that trade or was it the um, the Jets trading up for AV uh, for Elijah Vera Tucker, where um, where it was just like a second and a that fourth? Was the Jets. That was the, that was that trade. Okay, that was the Jets. Yeah. Um, regardless, Bears even outside of that still did have, I would say, at least a decent offseason. Um, you know, recently they did sign uh, former Eagles offensive tackle Jason Peters. Um, it's unclear, I think, whether he's listed as a tackle, but it's unclear whether or not they're going to have him play tackle or guard. Probably play tackle with Tevin Jenkins. With, I was about to say, with Tevin Jenkins getting at an injury. At least start at tackle. He might move to guard when Jenkins comes back, but he just had back surgery, so. Yeah. For a while. Yeah, so, um, I mean, they've, I don't, who did Ogletree play for last? But Alec Ogletree is a linebacker. They all, they, they signed uh, him. Jets, Giants. He was with both. I thought he was with the Giants, um, but I wasn't sure. I don't think he was, he was. Uh, I know he was with the Giants. I don't know about the Jets. Okay. Um, regardless, like they, they have, they made a good few moves. Um, I mean, they brought in like Jesse James, they have Mike Pennell, um, who kind of like Mike Daniels, who we mentioned, um, in the, in the AFC episode, it's just like, I think he's an underrated defensive tackle who is very good at, uh, at clogging, you know, just, just being a good run stuffer, uh, very Danny Shelton esque. Um, you know, I, Outside of that, they don't. They didn't make a ton of high-profile moves, but they didn't really need to. They had a solid mm-hmm. roster already. They exactly. Robinson and kept that intact. And- that that which was our, you know, we already knew about that ahead of the draft. So, in a nutshell, I like what the Bears did this offseason. I um, do too. Like that, they got the best quarterback in the draft. They 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 completely shifted. Like like if you just ignore the for a second, like getting Fields, they this it's kind of a bleak offseason. And then you factor in, oh, hey, now they have this potentially franchise quarterback. Um, and, and I think that that's a great offseason from top to bottom. Um, don't forget they still have quarterback Andy Dalton as a veteran presence in the locker room. That's true. He says it's still his time. So He's I don't still know, in his that's prime. Debatable. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what he's saying. I'm, I'm, I'm just going by the man's own word. Yeah, on to the Lions. Um, it's you know, time biting, to bite some kneecaps. Kneecap biting time. Uh, you know, new head coach. Bro, that was a dog. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All righty. 
Got to be ferocious when you bite those kneecaps. Right? Uh, all right. Uh, you know no, what? Sure. Lion. No, you know what? Sure. I mean, the Lions, they, they let go of Quentin Dunbar, brought in Nikel Roby Coleman. Um, Zane Gonzalez, who was a pretty good kicker for the Cardinals last year, if I remember correctly, was let go and they picked him up. Um, they, uh, it, like, they, they traded for Rodney Hudson from the Raiders, which I think is massive. No, Rodney Hudson is not on Detroit. Uh, they do have Frank Ragnow, who is also a fantastic center, though. That much, yeah. that much I know. They had so, one of my um, favorite drafts in the, in the league, too. You loved them getting Amon Ross St. Brown. So um, it, it wasn't even that, because what's always said, the game is won and lost in the trenches, right? Their first three picks were in the trenches. They took Tene Suell when he when he fell to them, and I think that that was the right thing to do. I, I think the Bengals. Were, I think the Bengals were right to not take him, and I think that the Lions were correct to take him. The Lions were did. absolutely correct to take him. You got to build that line before you get your franchise quarterback. Build for your franchise quarterback. Build yeah. a line for him, and then you build weapons around him. And they did that with St. Brown in the fourth, who I absolutely loved. He was my wide receiver Saints. I mean, they kind of needed to invest in receiver considering their receiver core. Quintus sucks. Like, 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 let's be honest. Brashad it Perryman. sucks. <laughs> Brashad, yeah, Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perryman. I think Perryman's the only one that's ever shown any flashes of potentially being above average for more than two games in a row. In say, Tyrell had like two games. <laughs> was, yeah, two games. So um, they drafted Ifiatu Melifanu as well, who I think. Be uh, yeah, he. I mean, he's listed as a corner on ESPN, but like. He can kind of do he'd whatever. Be a linebacker, yeah. He oh, can, he, he'll be he one can of really, all over the place. I would say, I would say a dimebacker, but yeah, one of those like positionless back seven guys. Um, they traded for Jared Goff. Um, well, no, they traded Matthew Stafford away and, and was paid to get Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, so they, they were paid to take on Jared Goff's contract. Um, on to the Packers, who. Managed uh, as, as much as they really tried not to, they managed to, to keep Aaron Rodgers, and it seems like he is, in fact, going to play for them this season, um, which is worth mentioning in their offseason acquisitions. Because for a while there, everybody was certain that Rodgers was not going to be back. And then lo and behold, here he is. So it feels Adams like an too. acquisition. Devontae Adams, for, for a much shorter amount of yes. time after that you know, Rodgers saga had risen, fallen. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to feel about the Packers at this point. Um, it feels like I, the draft was intriguing. Yeah, it sure was because because I, mean, I don't think they traded up this time, did they not? No, they Eric. They took Eric starts at twenty nine, which yeah. is as I think the fifth corner off the board. I don't think you was he really the fifth? Yeah, because it was um, Horn, Sertain, Farley, Newsom. And Newsom went ahead of him. That's what I was to the Browns. Yeah. And they followed it up with Josh Myers because Lindsley left. So that made sense. Yeah. But I think there was actually over um, Creed Humphrey. I'm not positive. Yeah. If it um, wasn't I mean, like that. They signed Amari Rogers, but then also went out and traded for Randall Cobb. Uh, uh, for, well, that's just Rogers insistence. It. Yeah. Because for Rogers insistence, which it feels like the man's living in an age that's passed him by with the roster he wants to construct. It's just like, he just wants all of his boys yeah, to, trying, to come back in town. He's trying to get Clay Matthews back too. I heard about that, which is like, it, Clay Matthews wasn't Clay Matthews a free agent for the entirety of last season. Which was weird. Cause he had like a, 
he had a, he really had a solid decent that. 2019. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was weird, but at the same time, he's not good enough that you actively advocate for him either. There's other major quarterback news with the, uh, with the Packers um, on July 22nd, um, the Blake Bortles saga in green Bay ended, um, which oh, no. would suggest an ounce of faith in their, uh, you know, 2020 first round pick, Jordan Love. Um, he actually got some playing time and then got hurt. In, in the preseason, yeah, and he will not be playing in the preseason in uh, preseason week two um, as a result of his shoulder injury. That's correct. So, looking overall at the Packers, I think that they, by and large, are a you slight. Have to to win. I would say, I would say, a slight decline from last year. Um, I don't see them, you know, maybe they'll make the conference championship, but I think that they're probably going to get bounced into the divisional round if I had to guess. And that's assuming that Rodgers still plays like he's much closer, you know, like 80% of what he was last year and not 2017 to 2019 Rodgers. That was. I still average. don't have them winning the division. Um, well, that's a conversation for later. <laughs> I mean, speaking of teams that, that you, that you could have, the winning, team the I division, have winning the division, we have, yeah, we're onto the Vikings who. Man, oh man! Like I, I think the fantastic draft or what? Like holy hell! That trade back with with the Jets to just still get Darius at twenty three. Who is the player that they almost certainly would have taken at fourteen, regardless? And then to get the guy everyone was originally mocking to them at fourteen at the middle end of the third, Wyatt Davis. Well, if they were mocking them, you know Wyatt Davis, like early on, that that's other people's problem. Um, I mean, yeah, but still. So, Kellen Mond as well in the third. I love Kellen who Mond. Who I, I – Kellen Mond is, is such a wild card. Um, he obviously, he's not going to – he's not going to take over – he's not going to take over the, the job from Cousins, you know, anytime soon. No, they'll soon. move on from Cousins before the 2023 season and Mond takes over. Yeah. I mean, they also brought in, like, Bashad Breland. Um, Pat Peterson. Patrick Peterson, Yeah. To you know, like, like they they really threw resources at that um, defense. Dalvin Tomlinson, Michael Pierce, that defensive tackle room. Yeah, and and the name is escaping me. Coming off of the injury from last year, um, uh, you mean the guy with the girl's name, Danielle? Danielle Hunter. Thank you. Wait, like, you I actually forget. No, I was actually because you know why? Because no, I, I I do actually forget the names. Uh, it happens. Some of us are human. Um, no, but yeah, Danielle Hunter is, is coming back this year off of injury. Um, and I think Everson Griffin was also in town for yeah. um, for a workout. And so could be could be looking at a reunion. I think and they invested Patrick Jones too. Yeah, like I, I think that the investments that the um, that the Vikings made and Jalen oh, I forgot to draft to Jalen Kleinman. <laughs> not a name that moves the needle, at least for me, but no, but I, I quite like Twyman, so that's fair. Um, yeah, no, I, I just think that uh, the Vikings did a whole lot to really address positions of need. Now, some of that was in the draft, um, and so you can't exactly expect rookies expect rookies to you know suddenly step into this role. Jarrasaw is going to waltz in the door and be a franchise, you know, a franchise tackle from day one. Um, it would probably be an upgrade from what they had last year. It would be hard not to be. But I, I, I like the moves that they made, and I like them to be a, a notable improvement. Um, and I don't have them winning the division. You're allowed to. Um, but I think that they're definitely looking at a playoff spot and, and, and 
heavily fighting for one in, in you know, in, in, you know, post week 12 and things like that. I definitely, there's still in the thick of it. Um, on to the AFC, uh, AFC, the NFC, NFC South Atlanta Falcons. So I was looking at the A in the name. Um, they, uh, they, they, they got rid of Julio Jones. They, they, they sent him off to the Titans. Um, got some draft pick compensation. Um, drafted Kyle Pitts. They, Let's go. Uh, I believe they, it was just this year that they brought in Dante Fowler. Um, drafted Richie Grant. I, I, I'm sitting here looking at the Falcons roster and the Falcons offseason moves. And, and just... It's but, sad. It, it's depressing. I'm I, sitting I, here looking at it and trying to figure out how they get more than six wins. Exactly. Like, like, I understand that six wins would be an improvement over how they did last year, but that still doesn't mean I feel like they've improved really at all as a team. If they had retained Julio Jones and added Kyle Pitts to that mix, different story, because then they can say, all right, we've got you know two fantastic wide receivers and a very talented receiver at the tight end position, you know, Go put up 30 because we're about to. And I just – it's hard for me to suggest that Pitts being the second target in that offense allows them to really be that high-powered offense that they – At least would, not this That year. they need – that they not this year, obviously. We're talking purely for the 2021 season. But, like, with that defense, they're, they're going to need to score, what, what 25 a game at, at least. least? Like – With that I, season, they probably have to average about 30. They they will bottom out this division, and I don't think that that's a. The, 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 it, anybody that has the Falcons not finishing last in their division, I. Is I, a Falcons fan. I probably. <laughs> like I, I really don't have a whole lot else to say. Matt Ryan's under contract for two more years, and they're two expensive years. As they're kind of trending nowhere, it's, there's there's some teams trending up in that division. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean the Panthers at least are making moves in terms of moving on from Bridgewater to Darnold, whether or not that's a lateral move for Reigns to be seen. But I think that that's, I don't hate the move in terms of them going and getting Darnold. And like, let's see what we can get out of this guy. My biggest issue is, and, and I don't have an issue with it. I think that Darnold there was fi- Darnold is going to be fine there. And I love what they did at eight to Tracy Horn. My issue is the, a video came out afterwards from the Panthers. That was from their draft room. And it was them talking on draft night, and they knew the first seven picks in, in order before the draft. So they, they got all seven right from their predictions. So they knew Justin Fields was going to be sitting there. So I think is you could have gotten Asante Samuel in your second round pick. You could have had – would you have rather had Justin Fields and Asante Samuel Jr. or J.C. Horn and Sam Darnold? I would prefer the former group. That That's my it's, biggest issue. I think it's harder to predict – that into the second round. It's like they, they wouldn't have known that. And like I, I get it. Hindsight's 2020. And sure they had the first seven nailed down, but I think getting the first few picks of the second round nailed down is a lot harder. Um and so I get it. And like if you know if they had known that they would have been able to do Fields and Samuel, I think they probably Fields would have pulled the trigger. Yeah. So um but any any fake draft pick by them is them getting uh Chuba Hubbard, uh, oh, just in God. case Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, like they want to trade him in the future. Chuba yeah. Hubbard was a stud in college, yeah. Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard, I don't, I, I don't know exactly how his name's pronounced. Um, very like, like he was considered, you know, until kind of you know the weeks leading up to the draft, he was being thrown around with his name in the top three to five 
like running backs. Like I, I, I like his abilities. Uh, who? <laughs> but damn, like, like draft people, man. I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't. I didn't write every takedown next to a name. I saw it. I don't know. Um, but in terms of a in terms of a pick around that time that I really liked by the Panthers, I loved, absolutely adored them getting wide receiver Terrace Marshall out of LSU um, in the late second round. Like, good for them because yeah, especially considering that there's injury concerns right now with DJ Moore's back and Robbie Anderson, I think his shoulder. Shai like, Smith in the sits was great too. I was a big fan of that. Yeah, but just as someone that was huge on Terrace Marshall, that had him as a top five receiver in the class, I really liked the move, and I really think that he's and he's even if he fantastic. Does, so he might, he, yeah, he might not necessarily make a huge impact this season, but I think he's a fantastic fit for the for the team as a whole. Um, I like what they're doing. I think that. I see them winning probably six or seven games, especially with the you know the expected improvement of uh, their their rookie defenders from last year. So I have, I have them fighting for a wild card spot, and they very well could. It just depends. I think it kind of depends on what Sam Darnold has. It one hundred percent depends on Darnold because that that yeah. defense going forward the next couple of years is going to become something special. Yeah. Um, speaking of you know pending the quarterback play and an yeah. interesting focus on the defense, we have the Saints who lost Drew Brees to retirement and are, you know, we're only a couple weeks out from week one and we don't know who's going to be the starter in the quarterback room. Hey, no, no, we know they have their future starter. They drafted the GOAT Ian Book out of Notre Dame. Oh, my goodness. The Notre Dame quarterback is going to the Saints. Ian Book. Isn't Ian Book both tiny and weak at the quarterback position? Is that him? No. I thought, he, I, th- I thought he was like six foot, six foot one and 200 pounds, which is like my size. And I'm not equipped to play quarterback in the NFL. But to be fair, they did just have a six foot quarterback for the last 15 years. But, you know, just losing Breeze, like they, they had a good number of cap casualties. Um, and Michael on Thomas that, is out for a while. Uh, Patrick, Michael Thomas is injured. Patrick Robinson, Robinson is uh, retired. Um, you know, like they brought in Devontae Freeman. Um, they, they also brought in uh, – I forgot. Yeah, they signed Devontae Freeman back on July 27th. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Um, uh, I, they, I, they lost Sheldon Rankins. Thank you. Jets. That was that was the, the defensive line that I was thinking of. Um, they also Manuel lost – Manuel Sanders is gone as well. Manuel Sanders, who was a very serviceable wide receiver too for them. Um, they signed Prince of Mukamara. I uh, – you know, Lorenzo Neal's gone. I, I – Will Lutz like got injured and I think is going to miss the start of the season. They brought in Brett Maher, who was the former Cowboys kicker, if I remember correctly. Um, Very ex- inconsistent. Yeah, like they 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 extended Ryan Ramchick. They drafted Peyton Turner in the first round, which very really much felt weird. like a reach. Um, they did lose Trey Hendrickson, but yeah, it was Trey Hendrickson. Weird. Thank you. That that is the other name I was forgetting. Um. Yeah. No. Th- like this defense, like seems to have lost a, a good amount of its oomph. Cameron Jordan seems to be having a bunch of just-a-guys next to him. I I am fair, Jordan is a top-five edge rusher, so he can do well with that. But the rest of the defense, not so much. But he's not like Aaron Donald good, where you need to devote right. so much resources to him that the other guys will definitely get home. Right. He's going to get that 20% double-team rate like the yeah. other top defensive linemen do. Yeah. So... I'm concerned about that defense, and then the offense, especially with the wide receiver depth behind Michael Thomas, is abysmal. 
and if they're and they're playing with either Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, neither of whom inspire confidence with a bad wide receiver core. We could very like I understand that you know the Saints have been good for a long time, and so it's weird for someone something someone to say this. They could legitimately be a bottom five team this year. I don't think they're necessarily going to be worse than the Falcons, but they could give well, the Falcons sure a they run. They could both be bottom five. They, exactly. That is exactly my point. Like, like people talk about Houston as one of the worst teams. Like, like the Jag could potentially still be terrible. I, I, I don't know why the Falcons and, and the Saints are not getting mentioned in the same breath as those teams. Well, the Saints is just Sean, uh, Sean Payton. Which is true. And I, and, and I respect Sean Payton enough to think that they to, – to not guarantee that they're going to be a bottom five team. But, oh, boy, is, is he going to have to prove himself by yeah. by not having the team finish terribly. They're going to lean on that run and that offensive line a lot. Yeah. Invest in Kamara in your fantasy leagues. That's all I have to say. Um, and completely – get CB1 coverage. And, and then completely <laughs> on the opposite end of that. I wouldn't even blame him. <laughs> Completely on the opposite end of that is the Bucks. The Bucks who brought back all twenty-two Super Bowl starters. Literally everyone, and multiple backups. Yeah, like Like, like, what? That's just just not a thing that happens. Like who left? Godwin, Gronkowski, Suckup, Donovan Smith, Leonard Fournette, like Vita Vera, Brady, AB, Dom Kutsu. Oh, and and like other high-profile names like Blaine Gabbert were were entertained. uh, oh, they, that would have been huge if they lost him. Uh, yeah, right. That would that would have been devastating. Um, but it, like in all seriousness, like they drafted Joe Tryon in the first round, who looks like an absolute force yeah. compared to what he was in college. Um, they signed Kyle Tra- Kyle Trask, who I think they drafted in like the third or fourth round, which was great value. End of the second. End of the second. There you go. Like like perfectly fine. Yeah, but they took him over Mond. I. I th- again, perfectly I would have fine. Loved to see, I want that was one of my dream fits. I wanted to see Mond working behind Brady. One of your other dream players, and one of one of the th- the guys that I thought was so interesting to watch ended up going to the Bucks, and that's Jalen Darden. That was not oh. one of my dream guys. It was, I thought he was fantastic to watch. He was, he's just electric with the ball in his hand. I thought you agreed oh, yeah. with me on that. No, that, I did. He wasn't one of my guys, though. I thought it was ah. fun, but um, regardless, um, like they're getting OJ Howard back from injury as well. So like, Christian's I, favorite player. Like like I I and as much as I like, I'm happy that the Bucks won and that Brady got another ring. Like I was, that's who I wanted to win in that Super Bowl. I I, I can't sit here and and in good conscience just predict a repeat Super Bowl run because that's just fucking hard to do. But at the same time, it's not unrealistic at all. I what I what I can get on board with is saying I expect the Bucks to be hosting the NFC Championship game. I can get on board with with expecting that. I, um, I, I can say I wouldn't be surprised if we see a bunch of Chiefs rematch this year in the Super Bowl. That would not surprise me in the slightest. It wouldn't. I, I think that there's some more variance in the AFC on that than there is in the NFC. Probably. Um, it, I, I think the Chiefs have stiffer competition in the conference. Uh, but to keep this as short as I can, I, I don't see the Bucks going away anytime soon. Well, soon, yes. This year, no. <laughs> it, it, I meant this year. You know. What <laughs> um, back to the team. Uh, now back to the team, but but onto the team now that uh, I thought uh, was the Lions, but actually is the Cardinals who did trade for Rodney Hudson for there the Raiders. There you go. I got it right this time. <laughs> I, I not just not just a team with a really good center. It's actually the correct team, the correct transaction. Um, they they traded for uh, for JJ Watt, 
although they might be losing Chandler Jones depending on trade talks. Um, nah, they'll just fit, they'll fit his contract. They're not going to trade him. Hopefully not. There's no not after what they've built with that defense. There's no way they're going to trade him. Yeah, I mean, I like their offseason moves. They, they you know they went and got Zevin Collins and Rondell Moore. They had both a- of. Uh, they're gonna have a fun defense. That, that, that's an electric draft. But that like Zayden Collins, Isaiah Simmons in the same like, like the Buddha Baker, like that's a fun defense. And they managed to have Tay Doan fall to them in the sixth round, which I absolutely loved. As a sixth round competent, they got Tay Doan out of UCF, and he said they, they don't have corners. I mean, they signed Malcolm Butler to be their CB one. It's their CB one. So like, oh, that's tragic. Yes, it's Malcolm Butler. Um, what was his name? Um, yeah, I, I don't remember the guy's name. I was, I was thinking of their CB2 from last year was going to continue, was going to step up and be the CB1. And I'm forgetting Alford, Byron Murphy. Robert Alford. No, Byron uh, Robert Murphy. Alford. Um, here's the thing is that, like, I feel bad for the Cardinals because I really liked a lot of what they did this offseason. I mean, they, they brought in James Conner, which I was like, like, take a shot on him. Don't, they didn't invest a whole lot, like, contract wise right. or anything like that. Like, that's fine. Um, but just, I liked a good number of their moves. And I still think they're going to be the worst team in their division, which is just brutal. Yeah. Um, because they're in a division with, you know, first and foremost, the Rams, who have really on paper, I would say the best defense in the league. And Possibly. if and, and, and if not like the best defense, they're they're on the short list of contenders. They didn't really do a ton this offseason um, outside of the whole Goff for Stafford trade. They So they have him. Um, they lost Troy Hill in their D.C. I mean. Those, yeah, those Brandon Staley's out the door, so. Lost um, Josh Reynolds. They retained um, <laughs> they, they, they extended Leonard Floyd. Uh, they signed him to a four-year contract. Um, oh, yeah, they, they drafted 2-2 re- Atwell. They did that, yeah. Tutu Atwell, he of less than my round. weighs, yeah, weighs less than my bench press. Tutu Atwell, he weighs less than me. Oh um, boy, there. Correct me if I'm wrong, because the site that I'm looking at, ESPN, is telling me that the the Rams signed Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Where yeah, was I for this? Um, in La La Land. I guess yeah, this happened in like late March. Yeah, that, no, that was a yeah. while ago. I just I heard nothing about it. Um, Who knows how many games he's going to play for them? Probably like um, two, four. He, he's going to be the week one savant again. He's going to go off for like four catches for 161 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. And then he's going to get hurt in practice the week after. Um, I, I don't know how to feel about the Rams. It's hard to see what um, Stafford is going to do under McVay. Um, he's got good wide receivers uh, in Woods and Cup. Very good wide receivers. I mean, Tyler Higby's, you know, at least solid. No, at least solid. I would say he's a top 10 tight end in the league. I'd say top 15. Top 15, tight, top 10, like in that in that range. Um, I, uh, I, let's not forget about the uh, Cam Akers injury. He, yeah, Cam Akers did go down. He, yeah. was, he was primed for a big season. Um, you know, they, they brought in HaHa Clinton Dix, I believe. Uh, let go of Kevin White, like just to throw some names at the wall. Like they didn't I, need I, to do a whole lot. That's the thing. They, they, they upgraded they're, their weakest position. Yeah. So, assuming Stafford comes in and McVay really, you know, helps improve his weak areas and things like that, and helps with the quarterback play in that regard, this could easily be a twelve-win team, and I wouldn't. I don't think anybody would be surprised. 
Yeah, be fine. But no, so like, like I, I definitely see I, I, that that does hold true for the Rams. But this that could also be very true for the Niners. Like, if the Niners won twelve games, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, the Niners won twelve games because Lance took, takes over like week six or so. Like, Which yeah, they, they, they drafted Trey Lance, it, who you know they needed a quarterback a up, upgrade. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was there was a whole lot invested in that. Oh yeah. Um, they got Jawan Jennings. Um, who I thought was a solid investment. Um, they brought in Jordan Matthews, who apparently is making a transition to the tight end position. Yeah. And is, I think he put on like 25 pounds in an Did. exceedingly short amount of time. So regardless, just for a second, of like of how well he does, putting on 25 pounds of functional weight to play a new position, fucking kudos to Jordan Matthews for that. Right. Um, what I don't get is why the Niners drafted two running backs and took one in the third, no less. Shanahan, that's why. It's the Shanahan, Shanahan system. Just, Shanahan just found incredible success with a set with a UDFA running back that was on his seventh team. He had no need to draft a running back in the third round. Yeah, but that UDFA running back also, you know, has injury concerns and things so like that. So is the one they took in the third round. They're not gonna resign any of their running backs. It's just a it's a cycle. So take them in the sixth round like you did with Elijah Mitchell. I just don't get the point of a team that found success, so much success with these backup undrafted running backs because they have the best run-blocking scheme in the league, felt they need to take a running back in the third round. Um, see something in them. I, yeah, I, I, I guess it's just a, a film and, and a scout aspect. Um, so they retained Fred Warner. They signed him to a five-year extension, um, who I think – Really is like people are saying that he could contend for defensive player of the year this year, and that would not shock me if he went out and then proceeded to do that. Um, yeah, he's very talented. He's very he's on the short list of like he's a top you know, five off ball linebacker in the league. Yeah, like like I think that we I can all compellingly agree. I think we can all agree that like Bobby Wagner is the best linebacker in the league, and then on the short list of guys behind him, Fred Warner is very you know on that list. Yeah, I mean like. I think the big move for them is Trey Lance. It gives them oh, a lot absolutely. more upside at the quarterback position than they've had in a long time. Man, um, Trey Lance in that Shanahan offense is going to be fun. It, we're we're going to have a whole lot of uh, of fun football to watch with this team. And I think that the you know with all the players they're getting back, like Nick Bosa off of injuries and things like that on that defense, I think we're looking at a team that, like, frankly, assuming health, I think ten wins is this team's floor. Um, I I think I have them winning the division at this point. I haven't statted it all out, but I, I, I like them to win the division. Well, we have the Seahawks who failed their draft. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, you can feel free to kick that off with, with their picks because I don't have that in front of me. So they made three picks in this draft because, well, they only had three picks. And in the second round, they had their first pick. They took Dwayne Estridge, who was 24 years old already, and took him over Creed Humphrey. Can you notice I hate teams taking receivers that they don't need over Tree Humphrey? <laughs> then they proceeded to follow that up in the fourth round with Trey Brown. And in the sixth round with Stone Forces, finally taking an offensive lineman. I mean, they there's only so much you can do with, defense, with three picks. Yeah, like you, you can't do a whole lot. They fucked up the first one pretty badly. Um, but, you know, it's the Seahawks and they can't draft for shit. Uh, just like, two days ago, they re-signed uh, Jamal Adams to a four-year extension. Yeah, four-year, seventy million, right? Made him the highest-paid like free safety. Made him the highest-paid safety in the league. Yeah, he wanted linebacker money. 
which he which he not. He's basically a linebacker. I think the funny thing about the Jamal Adams situation specifically, though, is um, it was I think it was one of the PFF podcasts that was basically saying like it's kind of a shame we didn't get to see uh, the Seahawks franchise tag him so that we never got to see Jamal Adams actually argue like, hey, no, I line up at the linebacker position or, or shit, considering it's Jamal Adams and how much he rushes the passer, he really could have made the argument for like an edge rusher um, franchise tag, which is notably more than the safety franchise tag. But so I'm, I'm a little bit sad that we never got to see that. That would have um, been fantastic. Because, and, and they also mentioned like Jimmy Graham argued that he was lined up as a wide receiver more than as a tight end. He did. I remember that. And I think that he, he had a good case, but they ended up ruling against him in that regard. They did because they looked up the numbers of where he lined up and said, no, you're wrong. And like it was significant split out wide, but it was uh, he, the majority position was tight end. It would be like if CMC requested to be a wide receiver. Like, yes, he lines up out wide a lot. No, he's not a wide receiver. I, th- I think that Graham lines up out wide more than CMC. I Probably. don't have numbers to back that up. But regardless um, – I think that like the Seahawks with that extension, like they kind of signed up for it when they traded for him. They had to. Um, they had to cave and give it to whatever you wanted. Yeah. You, you can't um, trade two firsts for someone and let them walk after one year because yeah. you refuse to bump your offer up half a million. Yeah. Spe- um, you know, guys that they let walk, though, uh, includes fucking Tamori on Terry. Uh, I forget when they drafted him this draft. He's a UDFA. Was he a UDFA? Okay, yeah. so it's, so it's less of an investment, but uh, he was waived, uh, I believe, after uh, an off-field legal issue came up with him. Um, Wasn't he involved in like a murder or something? I don't remember the exact charges or a warrant or anything like that, so I don't I don't want to speak incorrectly to that. Um, yeah, it was murder charges from a 2018 mass shooting. Jesus, that's yeah, it, like like it wasn't good, whatever it was, but yeah, no, if that's. If that's the charges, then yeah, it was a shooting at a nightclub in Georgia. Jesus wow, Christ! Wow, wow, wow. Hopefully, he, you know, those those allegations end up being false, and he could end up having a, a second shot of a career in the NFL. Um, other moves that the Seahawks made includes, you know, they they didn't end up uh, taking the fifth year option on Rashad Perry, uh, Penny. They they declined it, so it's kind of rough being a running back in issues with Wilson. Yeah, so you know, they, they they prefer to go with fumbles Carson instead of uh, Rashad Penny, but Carson's the better running back, so it's kind of you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's with, okay. Uh, They'll take the third round running back in the first next year. Exactly. Yeah, they also let go of Alden Smith, um, who they had signed recently after his uh, his comeback to the NFL. Seahawks seem just very directionless. They They're don't stuck seem. In limbo. They, they don't seem like they have they know how to put resources towards any one weakness of theirs, um, and it's kind of concerning. Um, I If you told me that the Seahawks finished last in the division, I – Easily see it. I could very much see it because, you know, all it takes is a little bit of improvement for the Cardinals. You know, the Rams stay solid and, you know, the, the Niners bounce back. It's a very realistic scenario that, you know, six or seven wins is easily worse than this division. Um, I was gonna say eight or nine wins should be worse by it could be yeah by, like, by multiple games exactly. The, the thing is with the Seahawks, they're perennial playoff contenders that are never Super Bowl contenders, and, and that's the issue that they've gotten themselves into. Is well, they can't draft. Their free agent signings don't normally seem to work well. 
So it's like you, you got to start hitting on something. At some point, you got to just say, okay, screw it and rebuild the management. Yeah. I mean, and, and then and we're staff, off, management, draft scouts, everything. They're not super far removed from hitting big time on DK Metcalf either, which is kind of wild. Yeah. That they that they can't then proceed to hit at other positions, you know, they in, average some, like in one subsequent hit every draft. Yeah. So uh, that kind of does it for that division. And on to the east, we have our Dallas Cowboys. Um, they're getting Dak back after extending him and then signing him to a real con- real second contract. If his shoulder me. looks good, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's apparently his ankle's apparently fully healed. But he's having uh, some shoulder concerns. Um, they, uh, they they went and got Micah Parsons in the draft because um, they traded back with the Eagles. Um, I, I forget who it was rumored the Cowboys wanted at their original pick. Um, Sertain and Horn, but then they were both gone. Then they were both gone. That's correct. And so they were willing to to trade back. They're like, hell yeah, we'll trade back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and still take the guy we probably would have taken at 10. Yeah, they took Micah Parsons. Um, they ended up bringing in Malik Hooker yeah. as well, who I think was uh, is an underrated signing. Oh, I um, like that signing a lot. I, I think it's uh, like a change of scenery is going to do him some good. Um, you know, they, they brought in Keanu Neal, uh, who's listed as a linebacker, but is more of a dimebacker, to use the term again. And they drafted um, Jabril Cotts to play that same role. Yeah. Jabril Cotts in the fourth round. because He fell because of an injury. Yeah, but Jabril Cox in the fourth round was fantastic. Yeah, so I think that you know, really the big difference maker for this team is getting their quarterback back. Um, I think, much like I was saying, how the Falcons needed to be three deep so that they could hang thirty a week. Um, the Falcons, the Cowboys do. Too. The Cowboys are the Cowboys are yeah. is the thing because if. Michael Gallup this year, I think, will be a better receiver than Kyle Pitts will be in this year specifically, um, which is all they need. And if Michael it's Gallup, it's unrealistic to say the Cowboys have three one thousand yard receivers this year. I've I've heard crazier takes. Like like Michael Gallup, I believe, has actually gone for one K in his career before. Um, you know, I'll pull that up while while I'm um, already pulling it up. You're already pulling it. Cool. <laughs> Uh, he there did we go, 2019. David. He had 1,100 yards. There we go. So, like, I, I think that the Cowboys will be very much all offense, no defense. Um, and Which hopefully – Might be enough to get them in the playoffs in that division. Maybe. Um, but maybe Dak picks up right where he left off and just proceeds to actually throw for 6,000 yards this year rather than just having four or five games of a pace for it. Yeah. Giants are an interesting team to me. Um I don't. I, I'm torn on the Giants. I think I think it's very much a prove it year in a lot of ways, not just for the players they already had on the team, but it's it's kind of a prove it year for like their. I'd say their biggest free agent acquisition in Kenny Galladay. Which I loved that signing. I I liked it a lot. I, I think that they're, you know, they drafted Kadarius Tony in the first round as well. Like Which they're I throwing. Not like. I was not a fan of that one as much. Um, but they're they're investing significant resources in, in the wide receiver position because they kind of looked at the Broncos model with Drew Locke and they're like, shit, we need to see if Daniel Jones can play or not. Let's go get him wide receivers. And they got him an alpha number one wide receiver in Galladay. And the best part of it is, oh, since he was drafted, Galladay leads leading yards per reception. Last year, Daniel Jones led the league in, in deep ball completion percentage. Completion percentage. Like, it's a good fit. 
It is. It, it makes me wonder. Like, like there is a universe where twenty twenty one Daniel Jones is twenty twenty Josh Allen, where it's like we have it's a quarterback to a lesser extent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll be nearly as much because that was also an absurd jump from Josh Allen. That was. Um, but I think we're looking at, you know, this this is the make or break year. He's kind of, you know, they're taking away the excuses of no, you have the talent around you. Now go do it. Um, Barkley healthy too. Barkley's healthy. The offensive uh, line is healthy. He's not taking live reps right now, so that's still something to monitor. That's right. He's not going to be ready for like week one, week two, or something like. I, I believe that that's his pr- well. current prognosis. Um, but the offensive line Rudolph as well, a tight end who can actually catch the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know they they have Matt Pert. They they tried to invest in the offensive line. I really like what they did on defense. Um, yes. at least, uh, like like Aaron Robinson. Aaron Robinson in the third was fantastic. Woo! Uh, Woo! We loved that pick. I I uh, like Aaron Robinson is my is, is like he's one of my guys. He was and, mine as well. And he, putting him in the same secondary is like James Bradbury, like. Good moves. Like, like yeah. I, I really like that. They have Blake Martinez, who he he's a consistent tackler. He's not he's underrated in the sense that nobody talks about him, but he's not underrated in the sense that he's like super talented and people like, like you see the word linebacker. underrated. Solid starting like, linebacker. Yeah, exactly. But like you see the word underrated, it's like oh now you think this guy's top ten. It's like no, right? You just don't talk about this very solid linebacker at all. They drafted so. my number one edge rusher in the second round too. Nazizo July, which I loved. Yeah. So I like their I like their defensive investments. I, I like what they did to invest in, you know, uh, receiving targets for it's it. they're giving Jones no excuses. The only thing that that's really gonna make Jones crumble this year is gonna be the offensive line. Or which, Jones himself. Or or Jones suck, which you know, that's his own fault. That's a, and that's a very real possibility. So um, it kind of remains to be seen with that one, but I think by and large, the Giants. I like the direction they're heading in. I but they're too. they're in terms of win total. I think that they're completely inscrutable. They have one of the lowest floors and the highest ceilings. Yeah. I think out of any team in the like that disparity is massive because they could realistically be a f- top five pick or a top five defense. Yeah, like like if you told me that the, that the Giants win or lose five games total this year, I believe either. Yes, I legitimately <laughs> would. <laughs> That's the scary part. It's, like it's 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 just wild. Um. Now, now we're on to your Philly, now we're on to your Birds. favorite team, the Eagles. Tart. Let's go. So yeah, I mean, they. Like, you know what? You 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 tell me for once. Let, let's let's choose on the other four. You tell me what y'all did this offseason. Yeah. Um. Starting early, we uh, re-signed Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham both to one-year extensions. Um. We also brought in Nick Mullins, Joe Flacco as well, Ryan Kerrigan. Who I think should Such really, really high profile moves. Yeah, Kerrigan, I, I no Kerrigan's actually a good Kerrigan. Yes, good move. Mullins um, and Flacco drafted so Devontae Smith, who may be the best wide receiver. Yes, in that trade with the Cowboys of all teams as well. Yeah, like, that was weird as hell. Y'all managed to put and aside your differences to make a trade. Don't forget another trade. We traded Carson once to the Colts for a uh, second rounder and maybe a possible future first rounder, depending on how many games Carson Wentz plays. Although with his injury, that's not, that, that, that's not looking super hot at this point. Um, I mean, that's about it. They didn't really add anyone else huge uh, during the offseason. Landon Dickerson, who's probably going to be Dickerson. hurt by the end of week two. 
They've, I mean, they also uh, they have Milton Williams and Kenneth Gainwell, better names worth mentioning. Um, they brought uh, in brought tight end Jordan Howard, and that's about it. Brought back Jordan Howard. Brought back, yeah. Brought back, yeah. Um, like Stephen Stephen Nelson as well back in July. But oh, yeah. was, nice was I thought a good signing? Yeah. So that was cheap too. Yeah, it was. It was not. It was like three million a year, wasn't it? It was not a big contract. But regardless, like I, I overall, like they brought in. No, excuse me. They, they, I believe brought in and then waived Carry On Johnson. Yeah, um, uh, he's still on their team. He's on the IR now since he went unclaimed through waivers. Oh, with an injury designation. I see. Okay. Um, oh, Carry On Johnson injured. What else is new? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Water must be wet. Um, I mean, it's not. But okay. so, I mean, what um, is this team gonna be like? It seems yes. like they can go all out on offense, and they have like a really lackluster defense. They're gonna go seven and ten. Seven. I, I, that yeah, sounds seven about right. Like like Jalen Hurts is gonna have his games where he pops and he just like takes over with his dual threat right. abilities. But I I don't see a ceiling for this team. I think that there are no, specific players that will have good to great seasons. I think Smith could sh- have a really good showing as a rookie. Alice um, Goddard season. Maybe we see Dallas. Zachers is still up. there, though. Dallas Goddard is going to lead the team in targets this year, though. That would be an interesting prospect. I I, I don't disagree with. I that don't take. think that's an overly hot take either. It's not a wild take. It's it was it's just an interesting idea. Um, I think that the Eagles have a low ceiling and a lower floor, and I really don't have a expect a ton out of them this year. And if they win, if they win more than like nine games, I'll be very surprised. Yeah. If they win yeah, fewer I, than I six games, that. I'll also be surprised. Um, Best team in division now? Team with my favorite – one of my season. favorite offseasons this whole offseason. Yeah, the, so to close the NFC out, we've got the, the Washington football team. Um, you know, they bring in Curtis Samuel. They bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, which I think immediately they're, just kind of overhauls that offense. They bring in William Jackson. <sighs> yeah. Which, they which, retained Brandon Scherf. Just proceeded to go out and draft Javine Davis, Sam Cosby, Benjamin St. Juice, and Deami Brown. Like, what else can you what, ask what, for? What didn't they do? Um, <laughs> they needed receiver help. Okay, they got receiver help. They needed a new quarterback. They got a new quarterback. They needed cornerback help. They got another a couple of new cornerbacks. And so they needed offensive fantastic. line. They needed offensive, they needed offensive line, help. line help. They, they added to the offensive, offensive line. line. They like, needed to build the linebacker core. They built the linebacker core. Like, what, what else did you want them to do? <laughs> I I really don't see any world where this team is like, like if they if they win only nine games, that'll feel like a disappointment. They're they're realistically looking at a twelve one team. I I would say. 12 feels high, but I think well, if, like if, I think 12, 13 is their ceiling, and they could hit it. 13 feels like their absolute ceiling. I think their floor feels like about eight, and I and I would expect 10 to 11 wins. Um, the, the best team in the division is hard for me to say. It depends on what you know on how good Dak is able to to save that team from its own defensive failings, um, but it's it, it it's this team or the Cowboys and and. I like just the top to bottom roster construction that Washington, Washington has. Washington's gonna have a, whole a top, lot. Three, probably a top three defense. They, it'll be inconsistent, but they could have a top ten offense. I mean, it's the one thing about um about Washington is that they did not play really any particularly good quarterbacks last year in the regular season. 
Um, and the one good quarterback they played in the postseason shredded them for 31. Um, Which, to be fair, was Brady, but... It's, it, yeah, they played the GOAT. Um, but It's hard to not teams too much for that. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's just... It's just worth mentioning. I mean, Taylor Heineke is worth mentioning as well. Had a good showing in that game. So um, I think I'm a little less in on that defense and more in on that offense than I think the average person is. But by and large, I I, I like this team's roster construction top to bottom a whole lot. Yeah. So uh, that does it. That is every single team's offseason in about two hours. As always, y'all know the deal. Uh, we have to close these episodes out with uh, arguably the best segment of all, which is uh, the closing thoughts portion. Pause the episode, pause the recording. I am having a very bad day. All right, so for closing thoughts, I'll uh, I'll make this short, sweet, and easy. I think I have a bit of a bold prediction. I think the same quarterback will lead the NFL in touchdown passes and passes intercepted. I think it will be Russell Wilson. I think Ooh. they will actually let Russ cook and open up the the pass game a whole lot more. Um, you know, Russ was uh, was I think he had thirteen interceptions this past year. Um, yeah, he had 13 and was tied for second most. Um, you know, Drew Locke and Carson Wentz each had 15, and Russ, Goff, and Cousins each had 13. So Interesting take. I, and, and Russ had 40 touchdown passes last year. So I think they, they expand things a little bit more, and I think that Russ doesn't – you know, he's still effective as a quarterback, obviously, but I think he does turn the ball over, you know, in the passing game a little bit. All right. Um, how to follow that one up, but okay. Uh, I'm going to – I've mentioned this in the past a little bit off the pod, but I'm going to make a prediction about the 2022 draft um, because why not? It's never too early to talk draft. And so the Texans, regardless of what pick they get, I think they get the first pick, but regardless of what pick they get, regardless of what the board looks like, and regardless of the quarterback situation, their first pick in the draft next year, if he's available, is Kayvon Thibodeau. Not a quarterback. I don't care if Howell or Rattler or whoever is available. If Thibodeau is on the board, he's their first pick. Interesting. They, they have a uh, history for their entire as short as it is franchise of emphasizing that cornerstone edge rush from J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless, Jadavion Clowney, Mario Williams. Interesting. I mean, they've put a heavier emphasis on that than quarterback. I've, been, I've heard worse takes, you know, from you specifically, but interesting regardless. Yay. All right, Tarek, close us out with a good thought. All right, so there's news reported a couple of days ago about the Washington football team um, wanting to change its name, like they, they're going to select it sometime during the season. And I actually like the name, the Washington football team. I don't think it's mm. that bad. Like uh, soccer clubs and stuff, they name their teams like that. Like, Yeah, but we don't care about soccer in this country. The Red Wolves <laughs> would be cool as well, you know how? <laughs> bro, yeah. bro, stop making animal noise. 
And then it opens the podcast just sounding like a dog and ends it sounding like a wolf. All right. All right. Washington Generals, that's another good name. I don't know. Hey, well, what do you guys feel about the whole Washington name? I, I really don't mind the name Washington football team. Um, like I had said last year ahead of, you know, the fact that they had announced that they were moving away from their old team name and switching to Washington football team. I was like, I, I said that people would buy merch as a joke. Um, I, vote but Red like, Wolves. I like the Red Wolves just fine. I think that that's a perfectly fine name. Um, you know, some of the other names that they were picking from seemed very like generic. I don't Arm- mind football team Armada, at all. Presidents is like what? Commanders or, or defenders or something like that. Defenders, DC defenders would be cool. the XFL, I believe. They would if they change it to the DC defenders. I think that would be different from the Washington. The, the issue would... then becomes when they have a bad defense and you're called the defenders. Well, I mean, say <laughs> la vie. They, w- they wouldn't have to worry about that for a good few years as long as their defense. Looks like is someone's storming the Capitol. Oh, they're all right. On that note, someone has to take a good episode and ruin it. Damn, we're gonna finish things off here. You guys know where to find us at TAD Set the Edge on Twitter. Um, feel free to give us a like on uh, whatever uh, platform you're listening to the podcast to. And uh, until our next episode, I'm Andy, I'm David, I'm Taco. And we'll see you guys on the flip side. Hasta la pizza. Killing got my marbles, but I got these beats banging out the back of my toy car. Hey, yo, I'm eating fun dip right now. Not giving a fuck.